guys, it's Britt Dowd, and welcome to the Lawn Care Leaders Podcast, where every week we bring you episodes to positively and intentionally impact not only your business, but your leadership, communication, and personal life. Yes, we talk about mowers, fertilizer, and irrigation, but we put an emphasis on growing you as a leader and growing your business skills. We do this through interviews with other small business owners, growth segments where we dive deep on a micro business topic, and documented episodes from our own seven-figure business, Green Again Lawn. All right, lawn care leaders, turn your headphones up. It's time to get back at it. Hey guys, welcome back. On this episode, we're going to interview Alex Christensen. He's out of Lake of the Ozarks, out there in Missouri, 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 Motown. He runs a company called Lake Lawn and Landscaping. And my bro has been in business for three years, but he's got 20 plus years of experience in the green industry. So it's really fun whenever you have somebody that has this much experience and then goes to run their own company, you always immediately get into the best topics. And that's what Alex and I had a chance to do here. Again, this is Alex Christensen running a company called Lake Lawn and Landscape. We're talking about startup pain points and what he's doing to overcome those. And we, we, really, we really land on two specific points. The first one is how to hire properly and how to grow your team when your company is growing like gangbusters. So how to hire when your back's against the wall and the importance of hiring. And then we also talk about not being afraid of someone saying no. And really, he wasn't getting in a situation where clients were haggling with him and he was lowering the price. He was lowering the price himself. It's because he was worried about giving someone too high of a price. It was self-imposed. You know, letting your personal circumstance creates your own self-limitation. So letting your personal circumstance dictate your viewpoint on how much money is too much money creates self-limitations. I promise you, you are not going to be disappointed in this episode. Guys, please share this one. It needs to be heard throughout the lawn and landscape community. Big shout out to Alex. Let's jump right into this conversation. Cool. We're going into season number three as a company right now. Um, I've been doing this work since, man, I was 14 years old, so 20 plus years knowing how to do this. And three years ago, I decided to make the jump and start my own company because I've seen other people doing it, doing really well. I was like, man, those guys can do it. I can do it. And I can do it better and different. And down here at Lake of the Ozarks, man, there's, there's, you know, everybody's got a mower in the back of a truck trying to make a dollar. And I'm, I was there, dude. I, I under, 100% am down with people hustling to try to make a dollar. But for my phone to ring and get those special jobs, we wanted to be different. So we're still working on that right now, how to be a little bit different. Our marketing is a little bit different than some, but dude, it's, it's working so far. That's awesome. And so... So explain when you say different, you're you're saying just trying to stand out from all the all the comp- competition that's created with the area that you're in, right? Absolutely. I mean, so you know, and I know other companies, other cities, other states have the same problem. 
Um, I feel like Lake of the Ozarks area is a little bit different of a world than other places because people will call me and you can hear the sigh of relief when I answer the phone. And it's weird because they've called 15 other people for the last three days. Nobody's answered their phone calls or nobody's called them back. So, and it's simple to make a living down here at the lake. It doesn't matter what you're doing down here from construction to lawn care to cleaning houses. If you answer the phone, show up and do as you're going to tell the people, you'll make money hand over fist down here. The problem is, is the first three of those steps, people don't, they don't get their phones answered. They don't. And it just blows my mind. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and, and what do you what do you attest that to? Do you think those people are are just too busy, um, or or do you think they're unprofessional? Because I know, I mean, right right you know, before that's, we that's started a really chatting, good question. you you had just mentioned yourself. You're like, man, my phone is blowing up this year. So I'm I'm wondering if it's just unprofessionalism, they're they're disorganized, or if they're experiencing the same thing you are. That's just it's insane the amount of work that they're taking on right now. It is. And, you know, and I'd like to ask some of these guys to be like, you know what, why don't you answer your phone? You know, some people are busy. And, man, when I get a phone call come through an unknown number and it goes to voicemail, I feel like to be professional, I need to finish whatever I'm doing and call them back as the next step. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. You know, call them back and be like, hey, I can't come see you for two or three days because we're busy, but I'll come see you. We'll come see what kind of projects you have, and, you know, we can go from there. But it's got to get to that point where I don't I don't know if it's unprofessionalism or if they're just book solid. Yeah. Or I don't, I don't know, man. It's just – and it's like that with every trade down here. That's interesting. So, That's interesting. Yeah, the, the other thing you, that I think some guys need to learn the art of is sometimes when, because we've all been there, where you're you're trying to do production, you're you're slammed, you can't take another call. Sometimes you have to give off the appearance of over the top customer service. So instead right. of instead of taking the call, quoting it, handling, or or say you're doing a quote like setting the date, figuring out what all they need, instead of doing that, or instead of handling the customer service call all the way to the nth degree, sometimes you just have to give off the appearance of like, hey, we're we're more than happy to come out and give you a quote. Tell me what you're looking for. And then give them, hey, I'm going to call you back on this time or, hey, let's meet up on this time, rather than exactly. trying to solve it all. Because I think that's where guys get overwhelmed. It's like, you don't have to solve everything on that one phone call. And so just the, no. the the daunting task of, oh, I've got 10 people in my voicemail box. What are they going to ask me? Well, you don't have to solve 10 things, but you do need right. to give off the appearance of professionalism while you're while you're in the spring rush, right? Oh, absolutely. And you know, I know a lot of other contractors down here. So like I've been here my whole life and especially in the lawn care industry down here, you know, I've reached out and I've buddied up with quite a few guys. And- yeah. Yeah. We're all in the same book, man. We're booked out. Man, I, I would lie to you if I say we're booked out five months. We're closer to six. Wow. 
And, you know, there's a couple other people that are booked up for the year and their phone won't hush. It, it won't stop ringing. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, and our, another thing that we have a problem with down here, and, and I thought it was just down here, but it, I just seen a, a write up. Apparently it's Missouri wide and possibly nationwide is help. We can't find good, reliable people down here. And I'm at a point now that my phone's ringing enough and I've seen, seen the light at the end of the tunnel. Like I've got one crew going out cutting. And if I told you the numbers and hours we're going to have to work this summer, you would say I'm the craziest guy in the world to do what we're doing. We're stretching ourselves so thin. I should have a second crew right now. Problem is I don't trust another guy doing what my main guy's doing right now. He's yeah. been a rock star since he started with me. I actually just went out and bought a, a new truck for not new, new, but new to us, a new truck for him. And hell, that his truck's nicer than my personal truck. You know, I just <laughs> I wanted to show him, you know, how much we appreciate him. Yeah, I mean, it's That's full awesome. leather interior truck. It's a really nice truck, and he's out tearing up the streets in it right now, cutting grass. Good dude, but man. Good dude. Find... Well, here, here's the thing, and I don't, I don't know you from Adam yet, Alex. I've uh, we we've chatted like very, very yep. briefly, and I'm just now getting to hear some of your story, but I would have to, I mean, I do have to disagree with you on, hey, like, it's central, or it's just your area. I think everybody experiences that. I think nationwide, I do. that's the number one complaint for any company is people. And even if you have people, you're complaining about the people that you have. And even if you're not complaining exactly. about the people you have, you're complaining about the people you don't have. So... I don't think it's <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's specific to just you, but I no. what I am realizing is it's ninety nine percent of most people's headaches and they spend one percent of their time on it. They don't they don't hire properly, they don't recruit right. properly, they don't cast enough vision and, and right. you could go down the list. Maybe maybe you are overworked and you have not created enough time to go out and do that efficiently. And or right. maybe maybe you're priced incorrectly. And so you're not spitting off enough margin to hire the caliber of person that you need. But exactly. the, the people, well, are, out, the people a, are out there and, and other companies are doing it. And so if one guy's doing it, he's got it figured out. There's a way that we can do it. And so exactly. I, I just want to make sure our listeners know that like, hey, it's not just you. It's not nope. just your area. It can, it can be handled. It, it, it's part of your business journey. Exactly. Now we're, we're not taking on any more lawn care clients because I don't want to overwork my guys. I'm not saying later this year we couldn't get another crew going. And we're, we're, I'm, that's still, that's right there at the top of the horizon. But, you know, like I said earlier, this is year number three. And by year five, I wanted a second crew. So I'm already having growing pains that I didn't expect <laughs> this yeah. early in the, the, the game. Yep. Well, talk about, talk about some of the growing pains and, and share some of what your what your pains are and what you're doing to try to try to relieve those pains as as you're onboarding these new clients and it seems like you've scaled up pretty quickly. So talk about that because I think I think a lot of guys can relate with where you're at. Oh, absolutely. So you know, when I started my company, I kind of had this dream that you know, hey, I want to find. I know there's people that can help me conquer my dream, and I want to help them help me. Yeah. So when last year started, or at the end of last year, um, 
Yeah. My main guy that's still with me now, he was still, we were hustling. Everything was going good. And we had a huge HOA come across the table. Mm. So we grabbed that. Um, and as soon as we won the bid on that, I realized I, we're, we stepped off into some deep waters. But I'm going to so backtrack just, a little. You're, are, you, are you bobbing or are you drowning? We're bobbing. Oh, we're there not you drowning go. yet. There you go. There you go. So we're, we're not underwater yet. You're swimming. We're not underwater. That's oh, good, yeah. We're, we're doing good. Well, that's but, why, that's why yeah. I was excited for this conversation because I feel like you're going to give me the realness of what's going on. I think a lot of people can relate. And, and as a business owner that's trying to grow and trying to make more money and, and add other crews – so many times you have to do that. So many times you've jumped exactly. off the ledge and you're just, you're trying to, trying to figure it out, trying to figure out how to swim while, while exactly. also doing a billion other things. So yeah, keep, keep going, man. I'm, I'm enjoying this. So it's just me. Um, it's actually me and my boy. He is now 12 and actually he's out working today because they're on spring break and he come to me last night and goes, hey, can I work? I was like, sure, man. That's awesome. And it was just me and him starting out um, during the summer. And when he started out, he, he will be 13. He was 10. And I had just started and I didn't know what I didn't know. Mm. And meaning I didn't know my prices. I didn't know my margin. Man, I thought if I could cover my gas and give myself $80 a day payroll in my own account. I was doing good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Man, was I wrong. Dead wrong. And I was like, all right, well, we've got to figure something out real quick. And, I mean, heck, I was paying my boy a little cash, you know. Yeah. But And he, when you say he, you were dead wrong, what, what slapped you in the face <laughs> and made you realize you were dead wrong? So my idea was if I could cut X amount of yards and pay myself, Twelve, thirteen dollars an hour, and keep gas in the truck for the next day. Cool, you know I can do this. Yeah. No, 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 no. You know I was going out. I was cutting grass. We was covering the gas, the maintenance on the stuff. That was about it. There wasn't much left after that. Well, making payroll for myself, so to speak, was darn near impossible. Like me and you spoke earlier, I was pretty much working for free. Mm. So I was working for the client to, you know, clean up their yard, and they paid me a little money, and it wasn't enough. And so what what put you in that position? What, like, was it? Not knowing my numbers, man. It's, that's, that's the key. You know, everybody's talking about it now. So you weren't, you weren't, you weren't like, the client wasn't haggling with you, and you weren't lowering your price. You, you no, were, I just didn't know the price to tell them. And so the price you, you were know? telling them was based off of what? Off of how long I could do the job. Yeah. Materials. I, and that was another thing. I was upcharging the materials a little bit. Yeah. I was like, well, if I upcharge the materials just a little bit, it's going to cover my gas and my time. And I was like, okay, you know, cool. You know, they're paying for the materials. They're paying for me to go get it. And a little bit of gas. My problem was I wasn't giving myself enough margin for that. Mm. Mm. And, and I would show up or pick up the parts the day of instead of the day before when I could show up at seven thirty, eight o'clock on, in the morning and, and start hustling and get the job done. Yeah. 
And I was like, man, this something's got to change. So, you know, I, I do what a lot of people do. I turn the old to YouTube and started listening to the seasoned gentlemen and started learning that, man, I've got to change something or I might as well go back to, Seasoned, back to nine to five. The seasoned gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like you just listed off a barbecue sauce or a whiskey or something. Right. <laughs> I should. Man, so um, this is good. And why I'm, I'm – I want to go a layer deeper because I want to make sure that our listeners really hear this. And I, I think yep. there's going to be a lot of new listeners over the next year that that will go back and listen to this episode about the importance of pricing. And, and knowing your numbers has been a buzzword. And I personally yeah. think it's because, guys, they, they start off in this industry because they like working outside. They've enjoyed the work or they turn to it just out of necessity. And Right it seems like you're making good money and maybe you are, it's just you and a push mower, but then quickly you get more yards and then quickly somebody asks you to do a landscaping job. And so it's not that it's not that you weren't making money at one point. It's just now this thing is bigger than you thought it was going to be. And so you, you need to be a little more intentional about, okay, how much profit am I taking home? Cause exactly. we've got, I, I truly believe we've got the hardest working people in the world that own lawn and landscape companies. It's they're they're the hardest working and they're very very good people and I agree. So, I agree. Okay, so tell very me, very talented tell, people too. Oh, without a doubt, yeah, hundred percent. Very talented, very smart, very bright, and uh, super loyal. Just salt of the earth kind oh, yeah. of people. So that I, that's that's one reason I love love chatting with guys like you. It just it it gets me fired up every time. Okay, so so you you've told us kind of, hey, this is how I was pricing. I didn't know what was going on. I was just doing the work. I was barely squeaking by. But why did you right. have that mentality? Was it you were working an hourly job, and so you just parlayed that into a lawn care company? You were like, hey, if I if I can do it in this many hours, I'll charge this much per hour. Right. Well, I had always wanted my own company. And back in 2008, I had, I mean, I don't even consider a company. I had a name on my truck and I was going out and doing stuff. And it was right before the toilet hit in 2008. And I got my feet, like my big toe, a little wet in learning. And I was like, you know what? I want to go back to the job. We're going to figure this out later in life. And I can always do it later. So that's when three years ago, I decided, all right, this is later. This is the time. I had talked to a whole bunch of people like, listen, you know, I want to start this. The, the spring I start or the, 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 the spring I wanted to start, I started the end of the summer, the fall, the year before letting people know I was going to do this. Cause I didn't want to start looking for work and not have any work and then quit my job and then really be, really be screwed. And mm. I actually ended up, with a decent little landscape project right when I quit the company that I was with. So, and by that time I kind of knew my numbers a little bit more. And I was like, man, on these landscape jobs, these guys can make a pretty good penny. And I had a couple guys kind of helping me out on numbers. They're like, you need to charge at least this for the labor, at least this for the Bobcat. You know, you need to kind of be here, here and here on some of these numbers. And, you know, I'm thinking, all right, $2,500, $3,000 project. Well, it wasn't. It was 
double that. And I'm like, oh my God, this lady's going to freak out when I give her this number. So that was always another thing that I had worried about. It was giving people a high priced bid on a project. Mm. And I've, I've pulled myself out of that in the last couple of years. Yeah. Even when I first started, you know, I walk up to a project and Mrs. Jones wants this flower bed with these flowers and this mulch and this edging. And, you know, now I know the numbers just add up pretty quick, you know, and let's just say it's a, it would technically cost $3,000. And I'm like, man, that's a lot of money for her. I, I feel really bad, you know, say, Mrs. Jones, you know, hey, this could be a $3,000 flower bed. And if I didn't watch it, man, I'd cut my numbers in half. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought, man, you know, how Mrs. Jones, we'll do it for like fifteen, sixteen hundred bucks. Oh, okay, that that sounds good. And my time is done and over with. I didn't get paid on this project. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, the materials are done or paid for, it, but I didn't get paid. My worker, well, I don't know how I'm going to pay him now. You know, and I just. And what was your biggest? Was, what was your biggest takeaway, Alex, from that, from those encounters? Don't be afraid of somebody saying no. Don't be afraid of that two-letter two-letter word. You know, that was my biggest fear. That was my biggest takeaway from all that. Is don't be afraid of them saying no. If they say no, that's fine. They can't afford it. Yeah. But don't put yourself in a situation that is not going to benefit you because you can't go to work. I mean, if you went to let's just say McDonald's every day and flip burgers and they didn't pay you at the end of the week. I mean, that's, that's not fair. I'm going to be taking some cheeseburgers home with me. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I want to eat. Alex, Alex, bro, seriously. I, I appreciate you sharing this, man. I, I love the, the authenticity behind your voice. I, I love the story and, and the picture you just painted for us. We're, we're lying. To ourselves if we've never been we in that are. situation we, we've all been there and i i came to this realization too but i also knew that and this was why i was asking like oh were people haggling with you what's funny is she wasn't haggling with you no we're internally negotiating with ourselves, and it's and it's so funny that it's self-imposed but i remember my first three years i mean i'm i'm talking broke as a joke like exactly 110 percent broke like past the 100 percent 10 percent more broke I'm, I'm i'm broker there there you couldn't be you couldn't be worse off and i'm a proud owner of a small business right <laughs> so mm-hmm. there, you throw that into the mix and it's like okay you're broke and you own a small business congratulations so what mm-hmm. happens though is the reason it's self-imposed is because you let your personal circumstance dictate how you view other people. And so if you can't afford it, or if you think this is a lot of money, now you're going to let that self-imposed, that whatever you have mentally in your head that's a lot of money, you're going to project that onto somebody else. So right. what, what's funny is, Alex, you and I have it right now, and, and we need to know and we need to be self-aware that we're going to do that. Because right now, the jobs that you thought were big three years ago are just, it's routine. And then, exactly. but you may be looking at a $30,000 landscape job to, and to yourself, you're thinking, holy smokes, like this is, this is big. 
I, I want to get this job. And so internally you're thinking, I, I don't know if they're going to sign this check because this is too much money. I can't imagine paying something like this. Well, guess what? In, exactly. 10, in 10 years, you could be looking down the barrel of a $300,000 job. And so, I mean, I, I looked at some stuff last week, you know, I was like, Hey, do you guys got a budget? And they look at me. They're like, well, we'll write you a $30,000 check to get started. Yep. And I'm like, okay, let me get you some more numbers. <laughs> let me get you some more numbers. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Let me, let me see how many of these $30,000 checks we're going to need. I love it, man. But I love it. But it's just, and not speaking to you, you're just getting me fired up. Like to our, to our listeners and anybody who ever comes across this podcast, wherever you're at in business, just know that your self-limitations can be an issue. So don't let your personal circumstance on finances self-limit what you're going to sell. That, that's not fair to do to yourself. And so it's just very interesting. Alex is talking about this and I ask him, hey, do they haggle with you? And then we wind up here. No, he, it wasn't the client's no. problem. It's just a mindset problem. It is. It is. And, and I can agree more with you, you know, for all the new guys out there, if you figured out your value and what you're worth on a job and you're thinking the same thing I thought, you know, holy crap, Mrs. Jones, they go pay $3,000 for this project. Stand tall, hand her the paper and saying, this is the price. Yeah. Don't shoot yourself in the foot. It's and, not worth it. And, and that's, that's a dude, that's a great summary of this because you said, don't be afraid of someone saying no, get, Get yourself to that no. Don't say no before they do. Don't shoot yourself in the foot and and mentally be checked out saying they they ain't gonna do this. This is this is too much money. I, I didn't know it was gonna cost this much. Who in their right mind would do that? Well, you need to walk up saying, Mama Jones right here in her right mind is fixing me fixing to cut a check for me to do this work. Now exactly. there's always there's always a, a teeter totter. There is there is that, there's the price, but there's also the value on the other side. So you have to equally match the value to your price. And there could be a right. disconnect there. So if you are ending up getting some no's or you're getting some people after the service pissed off at you, or maybe you never have a repeat customer or you're never getting recurring maintenance, it could be that. It could be, hey, we're, exactly. we're priced great, we're selling great, but the value is just not there. So now let's recalibrate. Who do we need to bring on our team that helps us really up our customer experience? So, Alex, and man, I've had to look at that myself too. Yeah, yeah. It, well, tell me a little bit more about that. So when we, I've I've done a bunch of retaining walls and pavers and stuff like that, but when I decided to have my own hardscape division, so to speak, where, you know, I was going to have a guy that knew what he was doing out there wearing my shirt, doing the same thing we do every day is do quality work for people. Mm -hmm. That was a struggle. Um, we found one. I'm super happy with the guy so far. He's, he's a rock star as well, but you know, he knew stuff about this that I didn't know. So, and, and I try to surround myself with people that know what they're doing. So, you know, my material yards, my, my lighting people that I go to for exterior lights, those guys know their, their, their lane, so to speak. I don't need to know all of that. You know, I go to these guys and they point me to the right direction on materials and stuff or, or products that I'm going to use in the day to day 
And so that helps us out tremendously because me and you both know we've got enough on our plates as it is. We don't need to sit down and read owner's manuals to different lighting books. And I just feel like if we have a, I call it my team. If I have a good team that surrounds me, whether it's the company I take my lawnmowers to to get them fixed, you know, in and out to the material yard to doing the lighting or whatever it needs to be, you know, I don't need to learn all that stuff. So I'm, I'm making the customer happy. We're doing great work. You know, my foreman on my maintenance crew, he's knocking out of the park. The foreman on the, the hardscape crew, he's doing a great job too. And man, without those two guys and the guys under them, it, it wouldn't be possible. Man, that's awesome. That's awesome. Alex, man, I, I appreciate you sharing just some of your, your startup story and some of the pain points that you're going through. With you being right around the Ozarks, I hope at some point we can we can meet up in person, brother. And uh, oh, absolutely. I'll let you. I'll let you keep at it. I know you guys are rocking and rolling, but I I know that our listeners, our audience, is going to get a lot out of this. And so, thank you for thank you for being real and authentic and and sharing some of your story. Hey. I appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, thanks, Alex. We'll we'll see you soon, man. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. That is a wrap on yet another episode of the Lawn Care Leaders Podcast. Thanks again for letting us hang out with you, and we appreciate you hanging out with us. Please subscribe. Leave us a rating and review. And if you found this at all helpful, please help us by sharing the podcast And uh, we wish that you would continue this conversation. If you want to chat it up about some topic that happened or maybe you have further questions, you can find us over on Instagram, Facebook. Um, We're going to be posting YouTube and uh, LinkedIn content as well. So you can find us on almost any platform. And if you'd like to further uh, grow your business or find out more information about Intentional Growth Advisors or one of our other show sponsors, feel free to click the link in the show notes and you can see those there. Again, guys, thank you so much for joining us and we will be back with you again shortly.